All right. How are you guys doing today? Uh, this is David Villa, and I'm here for Game Changer Live. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I just feel, you know, I feel the Lord this morning. And I want to, um, you know, usually I've been coming for the last two weeks, you know, with uh, Joe Calla with me. Joe's back in uh, Myrtle Beach. <clears throat> and, um, and then before that, a couple of weeks, I had Leon Landers. He's out there with the sales team. And uh, we're still here. We're still open. And uh, man, a lot of changes, a lot of things going on right in this world. And so I want to come to you guys today and I want to try to just bring a little ministry, right? Bring a little faith, bring a little um, Jesus into the situation. So I asked the Holy Spirit just to help me, right? Just to give me the words to say why, because I feel like more than ever, you know, um, you know, the Facebook usage has gone through the roof and, you know, people are you know, socially distanced from one another. You have churches live streaming, you have things going on all over the world. Things have changed. And, you know, but the one thing that hasn't changed is Jesus, right? God, God is the same yesterday, the same today and the same tomorrow here. Always, always be the same. So I want to bring you some certainty, some consistency. I'm in the middle of writing a devotion right now for you version. Uh, that's going to be released, um, probably in the next week or so. And it's, and it's certainty versus, uncertainty right so so what's certain versus what's uncertain and there's a lot of uncertainty going on in the world and you know even though the bible says that you and i as believers right we are in the world but we're not of the world sometimes and listen i'm speaking for me let me just go ahead and talk about david for a minute i don't want to presume that you fall into any category so let me just let me just talk about myself right we are in the world <clears throat> but we're not of the world. But a lot of times it's hard to get that we're in the world, but not of the world kind of in the right direction, right? It's, it's hard to flip that into the right, the right context. And so I'm, and you and I are in the world, and, but we're not of the world. But yet it, we're in this boat, and it's, and it's hard sometimes not to be rattled by what's going on. But I want to bring you good news today, right? Good news that God is a certain God in a world that is uncertain, right? He is a God that is that is certain in a world that is uncertain. There's things that are uncertain going on, right? The economy is uncertain, right? The, the health crisis and situation that's going on all over the nation, all over the world, it's, it's uncertain. People are uncertain about what tomorrow will hold. They're uncertain if they're going to have a job. They're uncertain if they're going to, you know, uh, have a business. They're uncertain if, you know, if, if somebody is going to get sick. They're uncertain what the president's going to do, what the Congress is going to do, and what the governors are going to do. I mean, all of this, this stuff going on, all this uncertainty, right? Even you could listen to it every day, all day long, every press briefing, every uh, synopsis, every breakdown, and leave being more uncertain than you were before you watched it. So I'm going to tell you that you sh we shouldn't get our news. <clears throat> and I'm not talking about what's going on, but we shouldn't get the news that we live our life by, right, from an uncertain place. So let's look at what's certain. Come on. The Lord is certain. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today, and he'll be the same tomorrow. He doesn't change. And so I want to I want to talk about faith over fear, you know, um, and, and those of you guys that are on version, I would recommend too, by the way, if, uh, you know, we're here, we're open, uh, we're having, we're having, you know, a really good uh, uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, God is just blessed. And I believe that if you belong to him, 
I believe that the Lord will bless you. You know, just like uh, looking at the Old Testament, you know, I want to speak to you business owners and I want to challenge you. You know, if you know the Lord, then I want you to lean into him. If you don't know the Lord, I'm going to challenge you to get to know him in this season. Don't let this pass by without without realizing that you need God in your life. And so I'm just going to give you an example of what the Bible talks about when it, when it talks about provision. You know, in the Old Testament, there's a story where, where the children of, of, of God, you know, were, were, didn't have sustenance. They weren't hungry, right? Because we're in the world, but we're not of the world, but we're in the world. And so in the world, there was a lack and a famine going on. And God provided his people manna from heaven. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the story, but a manna was a form of bread. And, and, and every day that they got up, there were, there were manna that fell from heaven, in, in a sustenance in a, in a that fell from heaven and, and it took care of their daily needs. It's where we get that prayer when we say, God, you know, uh, bless us, give us our daily bread, right? That prayer sometimes becomes ritualistic, but really where it's derived from and comes from is, is you know, a story in the Bible where they, where they were provided for every single day, you know, in that process. And they begin to be grateful and say, God, thank you for the manna or the sustenance today. Thank you for meeting my needs today because God wants us to lean on him and realize that regardless of what the stock market does, regardless of what your employer does, regardless of if, if you're employed or not, regardless of what your bank account looks like. And listen, I understand that those are fearful situations. They're fearful for you. They could be fearful for me. They're fearful for a human being, right? But I'm going to tell you that there's a certain God that operates in a certain a season as well as an uncertain season. And right now we're in an uncertain season and I'm going to tell you to lean into a certain God. And so every day <clears throat> he provided manna or sustenance. And in this process, they begin to try to outsmart God or they begin to say, you know something every day there's this manna that falls. So let's, some of them tried to get greedy or some of them tried to take advantage of it. So they begin to say, you know what, let's go ahead and gather some of this. It was so much that they couldn't eat it all. They couldn't use it all. And so let's gather some some of it. And then tomorrow there'll be more, but we can gather some of it and then we can have more. And then as they gathered it, they noticed that the next day, the very next day that, that they gathered begin to rot. And then so they realized they couldn't gather it and they couldn't not lean on God. They couldn't not trust him. They couldn't not put their faith in a God of certainty in a season of uncertainty. And I'm speaking to someone right now. You need to learn how to trust in God. He is not a man that he should lie. The Bible says that God's word will not return void, but it will go forth and it will accomplish exactly what he set forth for it to accomplish, that he will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Listen, you got to understand something. God's not broke. His, his, his stock hasn't fallen. He, God, God's not declining. He's not worried. His 401k hasn't taken a hit. He hasn't been let go. He's not on a furlough. He is the God of yesterday. He's the God of today, and he'll be the God of tomorrow. When everything else passes away, the word of God will not pass away. Why? Because God spoke it. He said it, and it will accomplish what he said. That's got to be a word for somebody today, that there's a a certain God with a certain word that regardless of the season of certainty or regardless of the season of uncertainty, his word is right down the middle. It will accomplish what he set forth for it to accomplish. So 
I want to speak to you today that he is the God that provides every day exactly what you need. So let's look at faith over fear. And if you are at home or if you are having and finding yourself with extra time, you know, I'm going to encourage you to get into his word. And one of the uh, ways you can get into the word of God is through a version Bible app. And, you know, some of you that are believers, you know, have this app. And some of you know what this app is, you know, uh, version Bible app. I'm on it. And uh, the... uh, the, uh, let me open it up here so you can see what it looks like. Version Bible app. Well, I guess it's going to, it's not going to, so go and go into the app store and download it. It's free. <clears throat> I've written probably close to 20 devotions in the process of writing one right now that'll be released in the next week or so on uncertainty versus certainty. And uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Faith Over Fear, which is another devotion that we've had probably 75,000 subscribers to this one devotion from a few months ago called Faith Over Fear, way before this situation happened. But um, so I want to talk a little bit about it. I want to ask, why are we afraid, right? And that's not a that's not a facetious question. I'm I'm not listen, I'm not dogging you out. If you're afraid, I'm, I'm saying, why are we afraid? Why are you afraid? Why? Is there fear right in the land? And I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm reminded of a story that I've just been on for the last two or three weeks. And when the disciples and Jesus, Jesus was asleep and the disciples were awake and they were in uh, the boat headed to the other side. And there was a storm. There was a storm that was so great and that rocked the boat so much that it it put fear into the heart of professional sailors professional fishermen, people who had spent their lives on the sea, right? These weren't novices. These are people that, 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 that did life well. So some of you do life well. Not a lot of things rattle you. Not a lot of things get you off track, but this has got you off track. So you can relate to this story where the, these professional sailors, these, these people and these men that were used to being in a boat, they were, they were accustomed to storms. They, 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 weren't, this, they weren't novices. They were in the boat. Jesus was asleep and there came a storm that rocked the boat in that that storm and those waves put fear on the inside of them so they were afraid because they were in a storm that they were unaccustomed to right so let me say this when we find ourselves in storms we can't control how do we respond with faith i'm going to say that again i'm going to ask this when you and i find ourselves in storms that we can't control how do we respond with faith See, there's storms of life that we have some control over, right? Because there's there's instruments that are placed in ships, right? There's things that God's equipped us with. There's things that you that you've studied, maybe even in books and through business and through life. Maybe you've studied how to become a father and a mother, or 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 provider in your family, or you know you you do something at work and you've you've studied on how to become better at that, and so you've navigated through storms of life, right? And you've you've you know you might get moved a little bit, but you've you've grown accustomed to the good and the and the bad, the slow and the fast seasons. But what happens when you find yourself in a storm that you have no control over? How do you respond with faith? How do you and I respond with faith? Let me give you number one, right? So number one, God has power over every storm. I'm going to say that again. God has power over every storm. You know, I don't want to give you the end of the story, but, um, you know, the end of the story is Jesus woke up and he was on the the boat. And you got to understand something that if you're in this storm and you have God in your heart, then Jesus is in the middle of the storm with you. He's not on the dry shore. 
going, hey, I can't relate to this. He's he's not where he's not back where you where you came from. Going, hey, listen, you know, I, 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 you know, you're on your own. He's in you, right? He's in this storm. You got to understand that Jesus, physically, Jesus was in the boat with his disciples, and he was sleeping. So I want to just want to pose this for your thought, right? Food for thought here. So if the boat would have gone down, then Jesus would have had a swim. You get it? If the boat would have sunk. The disciples were fearful that this is going to take us under. Listen, if you're fearful that this is going to take you under, it's understandable that you would think that way. Because see, there's a lot of frenzy going on all over the world. People that usually are rock solid aren't rock solid. People don't have answers, right? And here you are in the middle of the boat in a storm that you've never been in, right? You found yourself in a storm that you can't control, that you that, that you don't have a book, right? There's no there's no guru that's gone through this. There's no there's no there's no motivator that can motivate you. There's no, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, there's no quote that can get you fired up. There's no, there's no, there's no positivity that's going to work, right? You're in a storm that you can't control. You're in uncharted waters. And yet you find yourself wanting to throw stuff overboard, right? And abandon the ship and you're freaking out. But here's the deal. Jesus Christ is in the bottom of the boat sleeping. And if you go down, he goes down. Come on now. You got to get that word and you got to put it on the inside of your heart. He said that I'll never leave you or forsake you. The Bible says that there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Listen, there might be people diving out of your ship. There might be people bailing out. There might be people walking around on life rafts. This might look like the Titanic and you might, you might think it's going down for the count, but I got news for you that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. He's the same today and he'll be the same tomorrow. He'll be in your boat. He was in your boat yesterday. He'll be in your boat tomorrow and he's in your boat right now. He didn't say, hold on a second. I was with you yesterday. Hey, listen, I'm going to come back when things get a little better and I'll get back in your boat tomorrow. But for right now, I'm out of here. No, he said right now I'm with you. I'm the friend that sticks closer than a brother. So you got to understand that God has power over every single storm. If the wind and waves don't concern him, listen, then they shouldn't frighten you. Come on now. I'm going to say it again. If the winds and the waves don't frighten him, then they shouldn't frighten you. Why? Because if you goes down, if you go down, then he goes down. And I got news for you that he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Man, come on. I'm going to preach. You might not be able to change your situation. You want to write this down because listen, I believe you. I believe that there's not a lot of, there's no self-help. There's no self help that's going to help you right now. There's no crystal that's going to help you right now. There's no, there's no guru that's going to help you right now, but the word of God will help you right now. <clears throat> you might not be able to change your situation, but you can choose to faithfully trust God in the middle of it. I'm going to say it again. You might not be able to change your situation, but you can choose to faithfully trust God in the middle of it. Fixing your eyes. Let's talk about this for a second, because look, you know, the eye, the, the people say, you know, it is a gateway, right? And the Bible talks about, you know, the eye being, uh, you know, being a gateway, being, you know, what, what we look at, right? And there's a song that we learned in Sunday school, you know, said, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. 
I'm going to say this in this season, you and I need to be speaking life. You want to, you want to get the devil mad. You want to, you want to chase the enemy away. The enemy's wreaking havoc right now. And he's, he's having a field day because in many ways, this is, this is a, this is something that he's excited about and happy about. But I'm going to tell you this in the midst of this, if you open up your mouth and you begin to declare the word of God, I'm going to tell you something. The enemy can't stand because he can't stand hearing the word of God. Listen, he could handle you watching church online and he can handle you in this season. You know, saying, you know, God's got this. But when you begin to open up your mouth and you begin to say, this is what the word of God says, he'll run. So be careful, little mouth, what you say. Listen, if you got naysayers and negative people around you, I didn't say people that are fearful or don't understand. God might have placed some people that don't understand around you so that you can speak faith into their life. But if you have your ears tuned in to the voices of negativity around you, I'm going to tell you something. There's only so much that you can take without it affecting you and poisoning you and poisoning your thinking. Be careful little ears what you hear take the word of God begin to surround yourself with men and women of faith begin to surround yourself with life-giving messages people that are going to instill faith into your heart and then be careful little eyes what you see fix number two fix your eyes on Jesus and it will lead to peace I'm going to say it this way fixing your eyes on Jesus will lead <clears throat> to peace I'm reminded of another storm <clears throat> The disciples were on the boat and Jesus was not in the boat this time physically. Many of you right now, you know, understand how that feels because although you believe he's in your heart and you believe that you're a child of God, some of you right now don't feel him. Some of you right now can't see him. Some of you right now feel like you're in this all alone. If someone would ask you, are, is Jesus with you? You'd have to say yes, because you believe that, but you don't feel that right now. So the disciples in another storm They were in a boat and they were by themselves because Jesus was in the mountain praying and he said, hey, you guys go to the other side and I'll meet you over there. They got out in the middle of the boat and they began again to get into a storm that was different. Again, this is a storm they couldn't control. But Peter, Simon Peter, he responded with faith. So how do you respond with faith to a storm that you have no control over? So Jesus began to walk on water right by them. And they looked at him and they didn't realize at first it was Jesus. And then he said, it's I, be not afraid. He began to say, it's I. I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying to you and I, it's me. It's me. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. But Peter looked at him and he said, if it's you, he said, tell me to come out on the water to you. And I'm going to tell you that fixing your eyes on Jesus leads to peace because Jesus looked right at Peter. And this is how you respond to a storm that you can't control with faith. You look at Jesus and you say, Jesus, if you're really there, if you're really there, God, have me come to you. If you're really there, Lord, I want to come to your arms. And Jesus said to Peter, he said, come on, come on. And Peter looking at Jesus, fixing his eyes on Jesus, got out of a boat and he walked where natural men and women would sink. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say that again. He got out of a natural boat and he walked on an unnatural place where natural men and women would sink. You and I can't walk on water, but Peter got out of a boat. He put, he placed the heel of his foot onto uncertainty. I'm going to tell you right now in this uncertain season, you take a certain word from a certain God. And if God speaks to your heart in a, in a season of uncertainty, and he speaks a certain word to you, you take the heel of your foot and you step out out of a certain boat and you place it on the water of uncertainty. And I'm going to, I got news for you. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, peace will follow. Are you looking at the size of your storm or are you turning towards the one who can calm it? Are you looking at the size of your storm? 
We've all done that, by the way. We've all done that this week, by the way. Are you looking at the size of your storm or are you turning towards the one who can calm it? That's a great question. It's only by focusing on him who knows every situation. Listen to this. This doesn't have him rattled. Listen, this, this, this situation that's going on right now has you and I rattled. It has, it has the economy rattled. It has our leaders rattled. It has, the, the, it has America and the world rattled. It has people questioning and wondering and panicking. There's things going on, but here's the deal. Focus on God because he knows every outcome. Focus on God because here's the deal. Turning towards the one who can calm it. He's not rattled. Are we focusing? It's only by focusing on God who knows every outcome. He knows every situation. He's not rattled by what's going on. He knows the outcome ahead of time. He knew this was coming. He knows what's going on. Listen, he's a God of certainty. It's only by focusing on him, the one who knows every outcome, that we can navigate this situation and any situation that comes. And, and, and by the way, we navigate it with his wisdom, in his peace, his wisdom, in his peace. The Bible says that Jesus said, my ways are above your ways. My thoughts are above your thoughts. Listen, he, he, he'll give you a peace that passes understanding. Why? Because his ways are above your ways. His thoughts are above your thoughts. He'll give you joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. It's not only joy, but it's unspeakable joy and it's full of glory. So fix your eyes on Jesus, the one who leads to peace. Number three, the final point here. Jesus is always, always, always in your boat. Matter of fact, even when Peter, I said, you said, well, wait a second, Dave. You said that the last storm, you just said Jesus wasn't with them, but he was, he was with them because his eyes were on him as he walked by and on them. And so when Peter cried out and Peter got out of the boat and walked to him, you know the story, if those, that those of you that don't, he got out and he was fixed on Jesus and there was peace. And, but then on the way to Jesus, right, he, 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 he had peace, but there was a storm raging all around him, kind of like you and I, right? There's, there's peace when we're, when, we, when we're trusting in him. We know he's got it, but then all of a sudden it's gone on a little too long. And, you know, it, you know, I, you know, what's, what, you know maybe he doesn't have it. And, you know, what's really going on? How come, how come there's no peace here? How come this is still going on? How come every day this is going on? This is uncharted waters. And, and all of a sudden the voices and the storm and the winds around Peter got his attention and it took his eyes off of Jesus. And all of a sudden, if you can, go with me in your mind's eye he's looking at Jesus and all of a sudden there's a storm listen when he got out of the boat there was a storm when he was looking at Jesus there was a storm there were winds and waves all around him but he was focused on Jesus so there was peace but all of a sudden the winds and the waves got the best of him and they distracted him and they begin to look at them when he began to take his eyes off of Jesus and he began to look at what was going on he began to realize that he was in uncharted waters and he was in a he was standing and walking on uncertainty even though he was focused on a certain God and when he began Begin to realize that his mind began to overtake him and he began to sink in water, which is what we do on water. But listen, I got news for you. Jesus Christ is always in your boat. As he was sinking, he cried out. I want you to cry out right now where you are. And Jesus reached down 
He grabbed him, and listen, here's the deal. He began to walk back to the boat with him. He didn't carry him. He got him up, and Jesus and Peter walked side by side to the boat, and they got back in the boat. And when Jesus got back in the boat, he looked at the waves and the winds all around, and he said, peace, be still. It's easy for us to focus on our fears. Listen, when we can't control our future, listen, I'm going to say it again. It's easy for us to focus on our fears when you and I can't control our future. But thankfully, Jesus knows our future. Come on now. He's always by our side and he calls you and I to live by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight. David, it's easier said than done. Yes, it is, but it doesn't change the word of God. It doesn't change the fact that we have a certain God, even in a, in a season and times of uncertainty, he doesn't change. I'm going to wrap this up. Whenever you and I find ourselves overwhelmed by life, we have two choices. We can focus on our circumstances or we can fix our eyes on Jesus. We have two choices. Whenever we find ourselves Overwhelmed. How many are overwhelmed? Come on, just right where you are. Just, just, you know, just, just, just acknowledge. Just lift your hand up. You know, like no one's gonna think you're crazy. Just, you know, like I am God. You're saying it to him. You know, just, just, just say, say I am. If you're overwhelmed, be honest with God right now. If you're overwhelmed, it's okay. He doesn't think any less of you. If you're overwhelmed, you have two choices. It's really this simple. We could focus on our circumstances or we can fix our eyes on Jesus fixed fix your eyes fixing your eyes in Hebrews it says it says fix your eyes on Jesus the author and the finisher of your faith he's the author he put it in you but he's also the finisher he's powerful enough to bring it to pass if he spoke it to you his word won't return void fixing your eyes literally means this when it says fix your eyes on Jesus it translates into this take your eyes off of what you're focused on and fix them on Jesus that's what it means it means to stop looking at what you're looking at and shift and fix your eyes on Jesus so whenever you find yourself overwhelmed two choices focus on your circumstances or fix your eyes on Jesus if you choose to look to Jesus above everything else you will begin to see listen it doesn't mean that the storm is going to subside necessarily. Eventually it will. Eventually it will. Listen, God's got this. One way or the other, God's got this. You know the end of the story and we win. Come on now. You've read the back of the book and we win. Church, God's not defeated. This, is, this isn't taking him out. So here's the deal. The storm may not subside when you want it to. But the, here's the reality. If we look at Jesus above everything else, we'll begin to see this, that the storms that we face are not nearly as powerful as the Savior that's choosing to walk through the storm alongside you. I'm going to say it again. You'll realize that the storm, even if the storm lasts a little longer, if you fix your eyes on Jesus, you and I will come to the absolute realization. We'll come to a certainty. We will come to an absolute concrete certainty that the storm is not nearly as powerful as the Savior that's walking alongside of us. Come on now. Through the storm with us, side by side, step by step. Every time that we get worse, we can look at him even if he's sleeping in the bottom of the boat peace there's sleep peace is in sleep come on come on God will give you peace in the middle of it right alongside you so I want to encourage you to choose faith over fear when you find yourself in a storm that you can't control 
Stop trying to control it. Let go and let God. Some of you just need to give it to God. I mean, some of you, <clears throat> listen, no matter where you need to do it, if you need to go into the bathroom and you need to go at your work or at your home, if you're in, you need to get in the shower, <clears throat> a place maybe where you can be by yourself, if you need to go and get in your car and go for a ride, the way, the way you let go and you let God is you just let go. You just let go. You just say, God, I give it to you. I'm going to tell you something. Something will break. I've done this in this season. <clears throat> Something will break because God's, in this season, God's not just trying to give you peace. He's trying, he's trying to get you fixed on him because he's the author and the finisher of your face. He's the prince of peace. He's a lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. He's Jehovah Jireh, the God that's your provider. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's your peace. He's Jehovah, or Jehovah Nisi, your banner, your victory. Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Shalom, your peace. He's Jehovah Rapha, which means the God that heals. He's, he's El Shaddai. He's more than enough. He wants to be everything. He's, he's the Alpha and the Omega, which means he's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He's the, he's the, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> you are heir of God. You are a joint heir of Christ. You are, you are connected to God. He's not abandoned you. So, Father, right now, God, in Jesus' name, <clears throat> I just speak faith, Lord. God, I just speak peace. Father, in the midst of every storm that's going on, God, in the middle of this uncertainty that every single person on planet Earth is facing right now, God, we face it with you or without you. God, I'm so grateful that I have you. And Father, I just speak over every person right now, God, that knows you. And I just speak right now, Father, that a peace that can only come from knowing you would just flow, God, right now from heaven into their lives, God, that you would encourage them and let them feel you tangibly know, God, right now. God, just you're a big enough God to let them tangibly feel you and experience you right now, God, to just to let them know that you are there, that you have not forsaken them, that you've not gone anywhere, that you're right by their side. <clears throat> God, send peace into their life right now that you can only bring, God. God, send joy into their life that only you can bring. Send, God, certainty into their life right now, God, that your word brings, God. <clears throat> and God, every person that doesn't know you right now, God, right now, God, those people that are listening that don't know you know exactly who they are. And Father God, there's only one thing they need to do. The Bible says, God, to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and God, they will know you. And Father, I just pray, God, that they'll know you right now, God, that they'll say, God, I, I surrender and I give my life to you right now. I need you, God. I need you. If you're real, God, I need you right now. And Lord, I know you're big enough to show up in a, in a way in their life that's going to let them know that you heard their prayer. Father, I just thank you in advance for faith, God, just right now. I thank you for this season, Lord. I thank you for this season. God, I'm grateful, God, for God, that you've kept your hand over my family. God, that you've kept your hand over our employees and our business. God, that you've that you've kept your hand, God, over our life, the air in our lungs, God, that you've given us, God, the, the, the sustenance, God, that you're taking care of us day by day, Lord. You're doing something that only you can do. And I thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I just feel that peace. And I just want to encourage you guys just to be thankful. <clears throat> Find something. I'm going to tell you what will, I'm going to end it with this. I'm going to tell you what, are, what will absolutely send the enemy running 
for the hills. There's one thing. Because the Bible says the thief, who he is, comes not but to steal, to kill, or to destroy. And I'm going to end with this. If you belong to Jesus, and many of you, I believe by faith, just made that decision, he can't kill you. Do you realize he can't kill you? You were bought with a price. The, the blood of Christ is on your life. He can't kill you. He can't destroy you. But if he could steal your joy and steal your peace and steal your blessing, then he'll, then he'll celebrate. But you know what will send the enemy running for the hills right now? Find one thing. Just find one thing that you're grateful about. In spite of the many, many things that are, that are hurting right now, you in your life, many things that you are suffering through, find one thing that you're grateful for. There's many more than one thing, but find one thing. And I want you to do this when we get off this show. Just God, I thank you for taking care of my family. I thank you for my life. I thank you for protection. I thank you and find that thing. You might have many things. Maybe that one thing or lead to five other things. Begin to thank him for that. I promise you two things. Number one, the enemy will flee because he can't, he can't handle that. The second thing it's going to do is it's going to unlock God's blessing in your life. Because when you begin to thank God in spite, boy, it just gets God, God just, God responds and he wants to do more for you. Amen. I can't wait to hear your testimonies. I hope this was a blessing. If it was share it, share it with somebody. We're just doing that. Listen, I just came right out of the sales floor, came in here and, and, and brought my notes in. And you know what? And, and, uh, and just wanted to share this with you because I love you. And, and, and uh, you know, I just want to encourage somebody in the Lord. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I'll see you next week. And if you're not part of the Game Changer group, we'll drop uh, the link in this uh, comment feed. You just uh, almost 5,000 people in that group. And I'm going to tell you something that's just full of encouragement and uh, right now you probably need encouragement so i'm going to encourage you to join that group and uh we'll put the link in the comments here in just a minute and i look forward to seeing you guys soon love you praying for you god bless you